Good afternoon, I'm Al Cresta. A lot of attention is going to be paid, of course, to Pope Francis's Synod on Synodality coming up uh, first week of October, I believe it begins. And then there'll be a follow-up a year later. What people may not realize is that the Eucharistic revival is taking place at the same time that we've got all this attention being paid to the Synod on Synodality. And I think it's worthwhile to see how Pope Francis has been responding to the Eucharistic revival. I mean, he has said quite—this is in a meeting, by the way, with the leaders of the National Eucharistic Revival leadership team. This is, this is what he said. He sees the Eucharistic revival as God's response to the deepest desire of the human heart, the hunger for authentic life and the presence of God. He also points out that there are those who believe the Eucharist is uh, basically just a symbol and that it's not a carrier of the Lord's presence and love, right? And and he says it's <laughs> bishops have to do the work of catechizing the faithful about Eucharistic adoration. He, he says, we have lost the sense of adoration in our day and the Eucharist requires it of us. I, you know, I think it's, it's good to have the Holy Father's unmistakable support for the Eucharistic revival. He calls it a significant moment in the life of the Church in the United States. He assured the delegation of uh, his continued prayers for their work. And it, it is in sharp contrast to a small but vocal minority of American Catholics who have treated the Eucharistic revival at times as a kind of a distraction or something you know, substandard. Just three days before the Pope met with the uh, Eucharistic Revival leadership, one church leader actually criticized the practice of Eucharistic adoration, calling it, quote, passive. You know, this is, uh, this was an attempt, uh, again, among some, to pit the U.S. Bishop's Eucharistic Project against Pope Francis' emphasis on synodality. And I think this is crazy. Uh, There is no contrast, no competition between having great reverence and love for the Eucharistic Lord and also somehow becoming a, quote, listening church, which is what the aim of the Synod on Synodality is all about. Um, I, I think rather than pitting Synodality and the Eucharistic revival against each other, we should consider ways in which they might be related. Let me say... I know that there are many people who see this synod on synodality uh, as a negative thing. Well, my attitude on this is it might be, but we won't know it till it's hap- it happens. And there's nothing we're going to do that's going to stop it. It's going to happen. Pope Francis sees this synodality emphasis as one of the marks of his pontificate. So it's going to happen, and we will know what it's like. Right now, you can speculate in fear or you can speculate in hope, all right? So that that's, I'm taking, I'm walking with hope on this. Uh, I, I Again, under the, the basic reality that Jesus is uh, governing his church. Now, uh, I think this both-and approach to Eucharist revival and the synod on synodality gets us away from uh, this ideological brinksmanship that we often see within the church. And it puts us more in the positions of the disciples 
on the road to Emmaus, where they're discovering new truths about the resurrected Lord and encountering him in the breaking of the bread. So uh, they were listening, and look what they saw. They saw in the breaking of the bread the risen Lord, and he disappeared from their sight. Remarkable moment, Luke chapter 24. So oftentimes people have opinions on the synod on synodality, and perfectly understandable, especially since I don't think they've done a very good job at describing what this is. Uh, but the Pope has said many times uh, what he's expecting. So, for instance, uh, he knows it's easy to criticize. He said, uh, speaking, uh, uh, this is back, oh, let's see, this was, I think, October 4th. No, excuse me, This is, it's coming up on October 4th. This was uh, about 10 days ago. He said, speaking of a synod on synodality may seem something abstruse, self-referential, excessively technical, of little interest to the general public. But he says, it's something truly important for the church. Um, precisely at this time, when there is much talk and little listening, and when the sense of the common good is in danger of weakening, the church as a whole has embarked on a journey to rediscover the word together. Walk together, question together, take responsibility together for community discernment, which for us is prayer, as the first apostles did. This is synodality, which we would like to make a daily habit in all its expressions. Now, I admit, this seems to assume that somehow we haven't been engaged in active listening, that somehow we haven't been discerning how best to present the gospel in a radically changing culture. So it makes you wonder what he thinks bishops and priests and laity have been doing. Nevertheless, he's going forward with it, and you know we should, again, I think, pray for uh, a fruitful, a truly fruitful outcome. Uh, going back, uh, let's see, six years now, this is, these are remarks that he made on the 50th anniversary of the founding of the Synod of Bishops. Quote, The world in which we live, in which we're called to love and serve, even with its contradictions, demands that the Church strengthen cooperation in all areas of her mission. It's precisely this path of synodality which God expects of the Church of the Third Millennium. Synodality, as a constitutive element of the Church, offers us the most appropriate interpretive framework for understanding the hierarchical ministry itself. So, I mean, this is interesting. So he's not talking about dumping a hierarchical model, but he's saying that this exercise in listening and discernment, that this is <clears throat> a very good way at understanding the hierarchy in a proper manner, he quotes St. John Chrysostom that church and synod are synonymous inasmuch as the church is nothing other than the journeying together of God's flock along the paths of history towards the encounter with Christ the Lord. Then we understand, too, that within the church no one can be raised up higher than others. 
On the contrary, in the church, it is necessary that each person lower himself or herself so as to serve our brothers and sisters along the way. Okay, I mean, again, you can't argue with the idea that uh, we ought not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought, that we should be, um, again, uh, taking up our cross, we should not be exalting ourselves, we should be, again, lowering ourselves in service to others. It's hard to to argue with that. Here's another comment of his. This is directed towards the International Theological Commission, which did two uh, very serious studies on the uh, role of synodality in the life and mission of the Church. And Pope Francis addressed them. He said, you have shown, oh, he said, in the last five years, you have produced two relevant texts. You have shown how the practice of synodality, traditional but always to be renewed, is the implementation in the history of the people of God on their journey of the Church as a mystery of communion in the image of Trinitarian communion, And as you know, this theme is very close to my heart. And for this, I thank you for your document. Because today one thinks that synodality is taking each other by the hand and setting out on a journey, you know, celebrating with the young or carrying out an opinion poll. What do you think about the priesthood for women? That's mostly what is done, isn't it, when people think of synodality? That is wrong. Synodality is an ecclesial journey that has a soul which is the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, there's no synodality. All right? Two years ago, he's addressing the faithful uh, of the Diocese of Rome. Synodality is not a chapter in an ecclesiology textbook, much less a fad or a slogan to be bandied about in our meetings. Synodality is an expression of the Church's nature, her form, style, and mission. We can talk about the Church as being synodal, without reducing that word to yet another description or definition of the Church. I say this not as a theological opinion or even my own thinking, but based on what can be considered the first and most important manual of ecclesiology, the Acts of the Apostles. I should say, this is very important in Pope Francis's thinking. He looks back upon the early days, the earliest days of the Apostolic Church, where they were gathering together for fellowship, uh, the breaking of bread, continuing on in the apostles' teaching, and fellowshipping with one another, and that they were also discerning together how to handle the problems that were rising up from the persecution of the Jewish leaders uh, to what are we going to do with the Gentiles. Uh, All these questions are being answered as the Church journeyed through history in the book of Acts. So, he sees that as the model, as I see, as I understand him, he sees that as the model we should be considering today, all right? Exactly how you correspond that with today's structures, you know, I don't know. We're going to have to see what comes up here. And then he also had, uh, he addressed, um, uh, this was an address trying to describe the Synod on Synodality, which is coming up again, uh, next month. The Synod, while offering a great opportunity for a pastoral conversion in terms of mission and ecumenism, is not exempt from certain risks. I'll mention three of these. The first is formalism. The Synod could be reduced to an extraordinary event, but only externally. 
That would be like admiring the magnificent facade of a church without ever actually stepping inside. Uh, If we want to speak of a synodal church, we cannot remain satisfied with appearances only. We need content, means, and structures that can facilitate dialogue and interaction within the people of God, especially between priests and laity. Second risk is intellectualism, where reality is turned into mere abstraction, and we go off uh, all having our own opinions. Finally, there's the temptation of complacency, the idea that we've always done it this way, and it's better not to change. We've always done it that way, he says. That's poison for the life of the church. Those who think this way, perhaps without realizing it, make the mistake of not taking seriously the times in which we are living. That danger, in the end, is to apply old solutions to new problems. Again, some words from Pope Francis on synodality and the upcoming synod. 